This is Truth Pop Unplugged. Hey, what's up? It's Jake, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of Truth Pop Unplugged. Really glad that you're joining this conversation because there's going to be so much wisdom power-packed into this interview. I've had the chance to talk to Sister Bethany Madonna. Now, if you know anything about her, she is amazing, just so on fire for the Lord. She entered the Sisters of Life community back in the year 20. Uh, or 2007. And uh, before that, you know, she had done some work for the Respect Life office in Orlando. But, you know, she's really given her whole vocation to uh, just dedicating it to fighting the culture of death and now currently serving as the vocation director for the Sisters of Life. So I had the chance to talk to her um, in advance of the Seek 21 conference, which happened through Focus. And this conversation was recorded with Focus and Relevant Radio as part of the Seek 21 podcast. And if you want to hear the whole interview, it's up now on the Relevant Radio app or at relevantradio.com. And you can hear a little bit more of the interview. But I wanted to just give you a, a snapshot of what she talked about because it's so important in this culture right now. Um, I think in this cancel culture, which we're going to continue to talk more about this on our own podcast, um, we're seeing so many people canceling others out. And I think we as Catholics really need to be aware of that. I myself am guilty of it too, like just writing someone off. But what Sister talks about in this interview is just so important, saying, you know, giving other people the benefit of the doubt, even if they don't believe in God, even if they're messed up with, you know, drugs or, you know, promoting abortion, whatever it is, like we need to be Jesus to them. And you'll hear her talk about that and share her wisdom. Also her journey too, to becoming a sister, uh, for the Sisters of Life community. So just a lot of good stuff in here. Like I said, relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. Click on the Premier Podcast link to get the full interview. But Sister Bethany Madonna, uh, here's a, just a part of that conversation right now for Truth Pop Unplugged. Now, Sister, I want to, I just, I'd like you to give some hope to college students right now because they're, they're going through a lot. You know, it's yeah. tough to be on a college campus right now and to live the faith, to live boldly, to speak out. And there's a lot of Catholic students who just, they're afraid. And, and I get that. Like, so what would you say to someone who's on a college campus right now, and they're just so afraid to share the witness of Christ with their peers, with those that they interact with? What encouragement would you give them today? Yeah. I would say um, my first thought is, is perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feel in my own heart like a real communion with all of those students. I remember being, you know, right next to the Planned Parenthood table and the Wicca table and, wow. the, you know, marijuana table. And you're like, wow, um, I'm some <laughs> ass, you know, like, it's like, you know, so I just, you know, and this is, this is 15 years ago for me. Wow. So when I think of today, um, I think blessed are you brothers and sisters to be witnesses of Christ today. Mm-hmm. You shine like stars. Uh, you shine like stars, and boy, um, there are so many hungry hearts who have received you know, very little direction or yeah. Um, truth or, yeah, so few invitations. So the fact that you are on these campuses at this time, that is an entrustment, and you are not alone. God is going to equip you and fill you. He's given you His Holy Spirit. He's given you His mercy to cleanse you of your own, yeah, your own struggles to... Yeah, he's given you the Eucharist to fill you with his own body, blood, soul, and divinity and transform you. Like, you have been given, yeah, given grace and strength. So let let his perfect love cast out fear, you know? So if you are fearful, 
um, and being you know, being able to say the right thing or mm-hmm. you know answer that question or you know meet this person's anger or their hurt uh, with whatever the church teaches or whatever yeah whatever um, they feel so offended by mm-hmm. I would say first and foremost press into Jesus and let his perfect love cast out fear be with him in adoration uh, let him just radiate over you read his word and let it become part of you um, so that you can speak when you need to speak uh, with with compassion but never at the cost of truth yeah. um, and also just to be able to be a friend like can I think create that's one of the joys of this generation. Like, can I think creatively of how to draw hearts? You know, yeah. how can I draw them to beauty? Yeah. How can I draw them to belonging? How can I draw them to dialogue? Like, how can we think creatively instead of it always being this polarized, divisive, you know, like, sense of us and them? Like, when Jesus looked out, he saw sheep without shepherds. Yeah. And his heart was moved. And I think we need to look at the one who is before us and see our brother, our sister, and say, I love you. Hmm. I love you. We, we are standing on very different, you know, ends of a spectrum, perhaps. But in our heart of hearts, we were both made by the same God. Amen. <laughs> we were created for love. We have a destiny, and we're both called to be on that journey. And I, I want to invite you into an intimacy and a, a relationship that you might not have even known was possible that will satisfy all of the desires of your heart and fill and heal all of those places where, mm. where sin or shame or, um, yeah, abuse, neglect, whatever has, has come in experience. Can you imagine being able to be welcomed into a family, and that's the church, Mother mm. Church? I really like, Sister, that you said, you know, the question we, we ought to ask is, how can we be their friend? Because this generation is so used to thinking of a friend as a Facebook friend, right? Where all it takes is one click, and then you're connected to someone else online. But that's so, it's just so surface level. And I don't think that, like, there's really a sense of true friendship, true connection. And, you know, especially on college campuses, where you know, right now, with what we're going through, people aren't able to have that real connection and that real intimacy. And that's what people are starving for. Mm-hmm. And as Catholics, we can truly bring that to them and, and bring bring that hope to people who are starving for the truth. So not just in terms of evangelization, sister, but also when it comes to vocation. You know, I, I hear from some people, and I'm sure you've heard from so many more, they, they just think they're too unimportant. They think they're not influential enough. And maybe they feel the Holy Spirit is stirring within their hearts. And, and maybe they think, okay, God might be calling me to a vocation to the religious life, or he might be calling me to the priesthood, or, you know, maybe he's calling me to marry that person. But, you know, sometimes we just get so stuck in ourselves and we think, no, like, I don't deserve that. I, I, I can't do that. Like, I'm not good enough. And we really hold ourselves back from our true God-given potential and our true calling. So, you know, how can people gain that confidence and that courage to embrace their calling and, and what God's really calling them to do? That is an extremely common experience. I think uh, there's a fear that, um, yeah, a fear and a fixation on my own weaknesses, mm-hmm. my own incapacities and my own failures. And um, I think when we start fixing our gaze on Jesus, uh, then we meet his gaze, and we see how he sees us. And uh, no one is, as you said, you know, unimportant or not influential to, to Jesus. When he looks at a soul, he knows the one that he created and created with particular gifts 
to be given, you know. You find yourself in the gift of yourself, and so I always encourage men and women who are discerning. Uh, obviously, that relationship with Jesus is critical. So daily prayer, 20 minutes a day, set aside uh, for time with the Lord to invite Him in, welcome Him in, and share your heart and ask for the, uh, you know, the guidance of the Holy Spirit to guide you. And then secondly, just generosity, like, how can I give myself, you know? How can I, how can I give myself at, at volunteering um, kindnesses, like, especially during this COVID time, you know, dropping off food, writing yeah. notes, calling people, um, creating the group that I want, wish somebody would invite me to, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. you know, starting the, the book club or the, the game, virtual game night or whatever it has to be, um, or the, the men's group, the women's group for conversation, you know, and fellowship together, I think sometimes, yeah, it's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. But how many of us have come closer to Jesus and closer to our faith because of an invitation or because of the witness of someone else who took a risk on us and we're like, hey, what are you doing yeah. tomorrow night? Hey, would you be interested? They took a risk. I could say no. Why? You know, I'm not interested. And I could have pushed them off for a long time. <laughs> right. But they were persistent. It's like, how many of us are here because someone was willing to give the gift of themselves to us? And so... Yeah. Yeah, not to ever think that I'm too little or too small. And you look at every saint, every saint uh, felt these promptings um, to meet a need, to meet a particular need, or to invest in a particular cause. We all have these places in our heart that we're drawn to, or people that we're drawn to, or a cause that really calls out to our hearts, you know. And to that, I would say, respond to that Mm -hmm. and see where the Lord is leading us. Most likely the Holy Spirit prompting you. Um, in a direction to receive more of who you are and uh, more of God. So let's talk about your own story then, sister. How did you discern your vocation? And give us an idea of what that journey was like and what specifically drew you to the Sisters of Life community. Okay, that's packed, Jake. I'll do that again. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Three hours later. Uh, Okay, thanks, sister. (laughs) No, so I, I... I often share because I think it's I think it's helpful for people to know I did not grow up um, mm-hmm. thinking of a religious vocation or being encouraged to one. Uh, quite frankly, so I always yeah the vision the dream was finding someone I was madly in love with, mm-hmm. who was deeply in love with me, and you know perfect like Saint Joseph, and then um, you know having my own you know litany of saints for children and mm-hmm. then um, I did actually want to go into counseling or law or to become a Supreme Court justice like Amy Coney Barrett oh, wow like I really I was like I was like something you know <laughs> that's yeah. all I wanted but just the deep desires for love oh my goodness so so deep for that spousal intimate romantic sure. pure passionate fruitful love um, and desiring that so yeah I dated uh, I could see that in this culture uh, there's a crying need mm-hmm. for husbands and wives to live live their witness, and I loved being around families. Um, but it wasn't until I was, um, yeah, in adoration. It was my senior year of high school, and I, um, yeah, for the first time I, I was putting before the Lord, how did you make me to love? Like, hmm. this is my plan, and I, I, like, I've been hoping that you would bless it, but... Did you have something for me? Um, it's a humble prayer. Yeah. How did you? Well, our youth minister had told us we need to ask, and I was like, why would you need to ask when you're like, no? <laughs> <Right>. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know how humble it was, but it was like, <laughs> oh, I had no idea that people didn't know. So I said to the Lord, and I felt like this, 
and it was like over my heart. Wow. This like just like a thought crosses your mind. It yeah. was like a thought crossing my heart. Yeah. Like consider being mine. And hmm. I didn't grow up with religious sisters. I mean, I saw a couple, you know, older sisters from Ireland at my parish and I, you know, I grew up with the sound of music and sister act and I just <laughs> it was a foreign concept. Sure. And, um but I tucked it into my heart, you know, as like consider being mine, you know. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, after, after dating, after having, you know, the experience of that, um, I had a very real sense, um, my sophomore year of college that the Lord was asking me to be single, uh, hmm. for a season. So, okay. uh, you know, you've heard about dating fast. Sure. Yeah. I thought that was kind of harsh. I, so I didn't want to fast, but I did right. want to like take a season. Yeah. A dating and break. So, yeah. Take a break from dating. And mm. it was during that time I, I, um, felt the Lord, yeah, in a really playful ways. I mean, even I studied abroad, and they overbooked our dorms, and we could only stay in a convent. And so, <laughs> I mean, little playful ways, but, like, everywhere I went, Jesus was there. Huh. Um, and it was almost like he was preceding me and playfully showing me an answer yeah. to all of my questions and responding to my deepest fears, because I was so afraid I'd be... If I were to consider religious life, I was like, oh, my gosh... The loneliness, right. the lack of fulfillment, the childlessness. I was like, oh my gosh, to not be a mother. Like, it just was frightening. Right. Especially since it was on your heart at the time. So deeply. It yeah. felt like, wow, I don't know how, yeah, how the Lord could satisfy mm-hmm. my deepest desires in this location. But it was through prayer and uh, tearful holy hours and hours of conversations and confessions um, that I was able to perceive Jesus saying to me, would you would you love me with the mm. love that you're saving for some husband, you wow. know? And w- would yeah. you love me with it? And would you let me love you Yeah. Uh, as your spouse? I will, I will love you into eternity. I will love you perfectly. Mm. Um, and would you be willing, you know, because I just could, the attachment to the thought of um, mm-hmm. motherhood was so deep. Would you be willing to love every child as if it were your own, mm. a flesh and blood? And for me, when I visited the Sisters of Life, it was such a confirmation of what I'd been discovering by reading the theology of the body, mm-hmm. by my praying. I, I had started, I had a friend who brought me to pray outside of an abortion clinic one day, and I, I, my, my life changed from that day on because mm. it, I saw the pain and the abandonment of the women there, yeah. and I saw that their little ones wouldn't see the light of day, and I just saw mm. God's love for them and the sorrow of this moment, and I knew I'd live and die for them, and I, that's mm. why, that's where the... Supreme Court came in, I was like, I have to go to the, I don't know, the top. Right. Um, but Jesus was showing me, yeah, would you lay down your life um, in a total way? Would you give your heart? Would you um, be a spiritual mother uh, to my children? And so, yeah, I when I met the Sisters of Life, I knew Jesus was calling me to this charism of life to be, to be able to proclaim with every beat of my heart, every breath, every word, uh, every, yeah, every prayer. That life is good, and God is good, and the human person is sacred, and hate to be loved, hmm. guarded, defended, protected, called to greatness. So, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, sister, I just think it's so beautiful and profound that, you know, God knew your deepest desires, right, to, to care for our little ones and to protect our children. And, and at the time, you saw it as, you know, being a mother, 
but like God was expanding that and he's like, okay, we can go even deeper. And now that you're with the sisters of life and standing for life and, you know, protecting our little ones, like he's still bringing that desire about and he knows our deepest desires and we can trust him and know that he is going to lead us to our, our, uh, our deepest fulfillment. But we have to take that step back and understand that he knows better than we do. And that can be really tough. Yeah, I think it's critical that we give him our desires and present right. them honestly. Sometimes people will shield or guard their desires thinking, if I tell God what they are, he'll take them away from me. Mm-hmm. It's like, what kind of a God is that? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, that's, not, that's not God. Right. He's a loving he God. To us. He's yeah. loving and he knows how they'll be fulfilled and it might not be how we imagined, but it's for me, it's like, this is what it means to, to receive the hundredfold. Like, yeah. it's so far beyond what I could have asked for yeah. or imagined. This is Truth Pop Unplugged. So just part of the conversation with Sister Bethany Madonna, and the whole conversation is up at RelevantRadio.com if you click on the Premier Podcast link. But yeah, what is what a true living saint, and uh, just a lot of good wisdom there. Um, one thing that really stood out to me, too, that she talked about how she had always desired to have kids, but you know, God brought her into sort of a different path, a different vocation, and still being able to care for children, like still being able to fight for life just in a different way. And I just think that, again, I'm reiterating here, but God knows your deepest desire. He knows your deepest need. And uh, I just hope you can walk away with a little bit of encouragement that, you know, God is not going to abandon you. And in your trials, in your hurts, whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, he knows, he cares, and he truly wants to meet you and show you his love. So just encourage you to reach out to God today and be honest about how you're feeling. Be honest about your doubts and your worries about the future. Maybe uh, you're worried that you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be. Just turn to God and he is your father. He is your savior, your friend, and he is looking out for you. And we are here for you too, here to connect anytime Uh, Hit us up on Facebook at Truth Pop, and we'd love to chat, okay? We'll talk to you next time. This is Truth Pop Unplugged. This is Truth Pop.